Hello and welcome to Planet Homemaking Podcast. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is episode 779. And today we're going to dive into the city of Jinky 53, which is super abundance, the divine gift of Jinky 53. And um, when I was listening to the audio of uh, Richard Ross recording of his contemplation of this city, he was talking about hyperbole. Right? Is this word superabundance hyperbole, right? Which is the exaggeration of something in the English language. The, the word hyperbole de- defines that, right? And um, ultimately, it doesn't fucking matter. You know? These are just words we're using to define different entry points to the same thing. And I actually like this, this word superabundance, right? Um, but what does it mean at the Cidic level, at the divine gift level? Wherever, whenever we get to these cities, um, we need to be aware of the truth of what it means to contemplate the, uh, the divine gift. If we're still, and we are still, uh, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, we're still working with our movement from fear to love, from the shadow to the gift, and our journey, our path through the gift um, to manifest fulfillment in physical reality within these bodies. Um, we are not at the Cidic level. And this is very interesting because a lot of people have these ideas particularly kind of like um, glamorized and romanticized by all of this pop culture of superpowers, right? And it's it's completely stupid because you see all of these people, you know, with telekinesis and telepathy and, you know, pyrokinesis and <laughs> the ability to fly and become invisible and, you know, and walk through walls. All of this stuff that um, that uh, this this is what happens. This is this is what happens when there is no personality. But the way that is represented in all these pop culture movies and books and everything it's from the third seal from the quest for power you know in a place of from the from the outside it's and we've been looking at you know all of these jinkies all about observing light from the outside in that's the shadow of immaturity versus you know engaging life from the inside out gaining that maturity that you see yourself in the world that is the expansion little by little integrating that there is no world but is you and you are the world right you are the world (laughs) right that is the expansion um so why the fuck do you need superpowers to conquer the world this is this is it's a it's a joke right and it's silly yes you will get those superpowers but by the time you get them, you're not going to need them or use them because you're no longer you. This is where where we this is where the whole big shift happens. When we get to the city, there is this is the complete dissolution of the personality. And we're going to go to that today very interesting diving into you know um what Richard Rod talks about this city and um talking about reincarnation and he's um um, explanation, his um, his description, but but his 
his um, um, exp- you know kind of description of the teachings of the Buddha and his assumptions because the way that he's laying it out on this book um, he has an assumption of what the Buddha means and maybe I have an assumption or I will have by the time we're going through this podcast it might be a, my assumption of what the Buddha says but I um, the way that I'm seeing it and the reason that I talk about this is because I have studied a lot of um, ancient mystery school um, occult and um, um, initiations throughout history. And there is always the understanding of the individual that we've been talking throughout all this jinky that is through which the light of creation lands in this reality. And that is something that um, Richard has completely bypassed on on this whole jink. That's why we've been hammering at that very strong, because it's an incredibly important piece of the puzzle. If you don't have that, you're going to miss a huge point. And because of that missing that point, that, that piece of the build, let's say, we're building a bridge, you're going to miss the middle. You're going to fall down. Because if you don't have that understanding, it's you're trying to um, evolve from identification with the personality. And that's what it is on all of this teaching of this jinky. Richard amalgamizes the personality with the individual. And, and that's a big mistake because we are not the individual. The individual is it's a creation. It's, uh, it's the bio-machine that has been created in order for us to ride this reality. It's a horse, right? It is a living a creature, right? Because it has its biology, but, uh, but it, it has nothing to do with us. And so it has its own goals, which is survival. Maybe at some point it's going to become its own thing. Who knows, right? But it is not us. And so without... In bringing in the, 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 the concept of the individual, and, and the individual meaning what we've been looking throughout all this jinky, the specific point of attention of God from within, through you as an individual, the one angle from which God is landing in this reality, and the infinite point of individuals throughout the entire multiverse, let's just say the entire earth. The 8 billion points of attention of God, right? Without that, we don't have... We imagine that we're making a sculpture and, and, and every one of us is a little chisel. And we are all building this picture, three-dimensional or multidimensional picture, um, sculpture of life. And each one of us, our little chisels are making that very specific Relieve kind of like that, that um, um, part of whatever angle of this sculpture is. Without that, there's going to be a, a lump popping out up here because it's missing you. And when we're talking about that trans migrating through lifetimes, in between lifetimes, um, we're talking about. Um, we're talking about something very specific that it is within uh, all these mystery schools. They've always talked about that because even after ascension, 
you still carry that. You're still that at a higher level of cognizant, right? Because now you have perception of, and who knows how much perception, maybe what we call ascension here is just perception of the 8 billion people in this planet, but we don't have the perception of the entire galaxy. You see, it's incredibly arrogant to um, pretend that we know what happens after um, the city when we are watching it from here. And that is what's happening here on this jinky on the contemplation of, of Richard. And we're going to hammer on that shit today like there's no tomorrow. Because it's very important that we look at where we are and take care of where we are, what we're doing here. Look at where you are, what you are doing. If we if we lose track of where we are, we become insane and we start, you know, becoming this or the prophet. Just because you're getting a little bit of download here and there. Now you believe that that is the truth. And now you're going to educate everyone about the truth. You know what that's called? That's called bullshit. You know why? Because nobody fucking knows the truth about anybody else. We're here for one specific purpose, to observe reality through our free will in our point of perspective, which is glorious. To assume that we can tell somebody else what life is here and in between here and the next lifetime and say, well, there is no individual lifetimes that goes through here. It's just a fractal. We're ultimately just a fucking amoeba. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that happens when you're trying to uh, deal and understand the nature of the intruder, if you want to call it, the personality, what Buddha calls it the self. But he's still talking about the personality. He's not talking about the individual. And assuming that he's referring to the soul, um, then you're missing all of the other stuff that happens because there's so much stuff that people have gathered throughout history, right? How is it that we are evolving? And ultimately, yes, if we're going to go to the end of the understanding, yes, there's only one of us here. So the individual dissolves back to the void. And then what happens after that? This is pure speculation, but I think, I believe that what happens after that is because we are one. And that one, you know, wakes up from this, you know, womb of creation of the, this multiverse. And then maybe that one is a part of a greater infinite. Have you ever thought about that? The God that we all are, the infinite Entities throughout this multiverse is one point of attention of the greater God that exists in other multiverses. Or maybe that's the one God that exists in other, all the multiverses. We don't know. But all of this speculation, and we should stick with speculation. Because the moment you start saying, this is it, um, now you've, you've sealed yourself in a box. So we're going to dive into all of that. But before we dive into that, um, <laughs> if you're new to the podcast and you want to find out what is it that we're talking about, what is all this stuff that we're talking about here, you want to go to Jorn.tv. That's J-O-U-R-N.tv. That's the homepage of the podcast. At the bottom, there's a black menu with five links. One of them says Jinkies. Click on that one. 
and that will take you to episode 256. When you click on that link, um, you can listen to that episode and I'll get you started with what we're doing here. We're learning how to use this tool, this Gene Keys, which is an updated version of the I Ching, including, you know, ancient traditions like Buddhism and Christianism and Sufism and uh, the human design and astrology and a bunch of other stuff here mixed together into a soup. Um, but uh, there's many ways that people work with this stuff. The way I work through this is that... Um, I'm looking at the 64 basic building blocks of reality because reality, physical reality, underneath physical reality is consciousness. Consciousness in certain um, or organization ways interweaved, right, build, brings upon physical reality. <laughs> if we can understand how consciousness weaves and supports the net, the kind of like a, a, a net or a web of consciousness uh, underlies all of reality, then we can understand what the fuck we're doing here and how do we move forward so we stop suffering and we get to have a fulfilled life. Forget about enlightenment. To live a fulfilled life. And if, if we are accurate with what we're doing here, when you live a fulfilled life, at some point you you reach a place of you relax back into the source. And now we're talking about enlightenment because this is the basic core movement of this, um, of this tool we're using. Uh, 64 entry points to the understanding of the movement from the, sh from the shadow to the gift, from fear to love, and then the path of loving life, loving all of creation, loving you, realizing that you are everything and everyone, to the point that you reach fulfillment and then that fulfillment allows you to dissolve back into the source in what we call the gift, the divine gift, the city or enlightenment, right? Which is letting everything go, everything. And that is the absolute dissolution of the personality. And then we return back to the omni perspective, omni uh, omniscience, right? Of God. And, and whatever you want to mean, he calls God. It's, it's, it's definitely not the fucking, you know, man sitting down in a chair with a beard judging you because you're, you're bad. You're bad. You're bad boy. Now you're going because you're a sinner. You, you're going to get beaten up now. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's life itself. The ever infinite expansion and wisdom of the um, <clears throat> music of life. Uh, how this music goes from cacophony and chaos and 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 you know you know murder and and, and hate and, and fear the shadow right into harmony and, and the ultimate harmony you see it is nature in itself you see the suns providing infinite light to the solar system and then you see these planets throughout millions of years becoming capable of sustaining life and who knows you know if we've been engineering these planets, using them for certain purposes, and then eventually we say, okay, this is a good one where we're going to put a library here. We're going to put a lot of genetic stuff in that one, so let's make it so that it can handle that stuff. But we'll keep Jupiter and Saturn, you know, gaseous for a certain purpose because maybe the kind of life that's growing there, it's not physical. And at that point, your mind expands and say, you know, maybe my, our idea of the expansion of life is incredibly limited. There's so much more life 
in different layers of reality that require different environments that we don't usually think about. <clears throat> so ultimately, and, and very particularly to this jinky of expansion, because it's always about the gift. The gift is the path, is the work, is, is the life that we have here. We are here in the physical bio machines, riding these bodies, right? So our life is here. You know, the more you get out there into the Netherlands and the, you know, ether, the, the metaphysics, it's all nice and dandy, but um, it's not about using that as an excuse to not be here. It's, it's, it's about, and this is the work we're doing here, the art of contemplation. Richard o has a beautiful book called The Art of Contemplation. That's kind of like the, the silverware that you use to eat these jinkies, which is another big fat book that's called the jinkies. That will be the meat and the potatoes, right? And, uh, and so it's, you use those two to actually digest this information. And it's all about finding your own download. You know, it doesn't matter what I say, doesn't matter what the Richard said. We're all just brothers and sisters going through our own contemplation of life, getting to a point of download where we can, you know, uh, have a, a, a stable link connection. And then you get in a state of flow and the flow it's happening. This is the flow of information when you get to your own flow, because now you're downloading. That's what we're after. So that you become an ind independent individual, sovereign individual, right? And this is where I, I really, um, <clears throat> um, this is where I've really been um, kind of like pointing out very, very um, strongly how it's very important that we become this sovereign individual, understanding the nature of the entire whole of creation, W-H-O-L. One organism. There is not a fucking community of individuals. You know, that happens because there's love. When there's love, then we have we can we can manifest this community of individuals, right? But to try to make it is the mistake that we've been doing forever. Uh, and, and, and and we've been trying at it for you know, in so many ways, but it doesn't work like that. Because you cannot tell anybody what to do because nobody wants to be told what to do. Because we have to find it for ourselves. So on that episode 256, listen to that episode. That'll get you started with all this thing. There's a link that says click here to get your own free personalized hologenetic profile. When you go to that um, link in the Jinkies website, you can download your map. This is our entry point into this study. And we're um, learning how to download our own guidance directly from the source, from God. And once you can do that, um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying that you don't, you don't already do that. It's a matter of at some point you realize that all these 64 entry points into this understanding of reality, it's, uh, it's just to keep your attention on this stuff. And then at some point you start just getting your own download. And then at this point, you throw the fucking jinkies out the window. You know, don't put gurus and teachers on pedestals or systems or tools because that is what stands at some point stands in the way between you and God. Same with fucking religions and all these traditions and spirituals and new age bullshit. At some point, you have to throw it all out the window. Use it for the point that you need it and then dump it. 
because otherwise it becomes dogma and now we're stuck again. And next thing you want to convince everybody that this shit is real because now you don't believe it. And now we're back to the <laughs> dark ages. So all of that information is there on that uh, episode 256. There's charts, there's vi there's a video, there's an index. And if you want to learn more about Planet Homemaking, Jorn.tv, Pearl Planet, you want to learn more about me, click on the About tab on Jorn.tv. Listen to episode one. The purpose of this brand, uh, Jorn.tv, Planet Homemaking, the pioneers of the Great Awakening, all of this um, stuff we're doing here is um, because of love. It's no. It's not about getting to a momentum where a certain amount of people have waken up in order for us to shift timelines. That's some fucking head trip of a hippie out there doing too much ayahuasca. You know, it's not about that. It's love. It's love. It's just like you seeing somebody stuck in a fucking hole, and you just go there and 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 say, hey, you know what? Maybe you should put your foot on here and push yourself like this so you don't hurt. While you get yourself out of the hole. And they say, fuck you, get away from me. And you get away and go away. And somebody would say, okay, thank you. And then they get it out and then they go and they're up in another hole. But now you told them how to get out. This is love. You do it because you have it inside. You give love because you want to. Not because you're going to get anybody to agree with you. Or because they're going to do what you're saying. Or because you're going to get anything back. There. Reward is in the giving. And so um, right now the world is experiencing the consequence of um, mastery of mind control at a global level in all institutions and government. And uh, unless you have awakened to your internal sovereignty, you will be swayed by this mind control uh, because it demands your attention. And now it it is um, lying about this uh, um, um, <clears throat> ability to command you. And it did happen with the experiment with these bioweapon vaccines where they told people that if they were not going to, you know, mask their, shut their fucking pie hole up and put the mask on, you're not going to be able to eat. They're not going to be able to go to the supermarket. If you don't, uh, you know, inject yourself with this experimental bioweapon, that is transforming your DNA and hasn't been tested. They just pulled that out of their ass. And now you're supposed to show it because, you know, out of nowhere, this camp, this, you know, flu. And now the next day they have a cure for it when it takes usually 10 years to develop. So oh, we just have it here. It's it's very handy. And everybody cannot possibly comprehend a manipulation of this magnitude. Right. So they're just like, OK, well, I guess it should be true. And if you don't do it, you're going to lose your, your job because you're a fucking grandma killer, right? Now, this worldwide experiment has given us the taste of worldwide tyranny. And this happens because people lose themselves, their ability to command their attention and will. And they take whatever they're given and what they were given was shit. And so it's very important. This is, this is my work because I said, fuck that. You know, and so a voice like that, this is this is my giving, just like every other. There's many people doing this right now and saying, hey, you know what? Your attention is your divine gift of free will. You, like every other human being, not human, but the soul writing the human, 
the entity, right, in this planet and the entire multiverse, you are the light of God. You are the children of God. You are the divine light of creation riding a biomachine and you have a divine destiny. And your divine destiny is to choose to command at will where you put your attention because you have been given that gift. And so whenever somebody comes and tells you, you need to put your attention here, you should always ask, why? Why should I do that? And that's why we're doing here. So on that page, uh, the about page, there's a lot of at the bottom, there's a resources page um, of several videos and stuff. Um, check out uh, this XKGB agent, Yuri uh, Besmanov, explaining the nature of uh, subversion, how countries subvert each other. He did this um, um, class in the 80s, but it's it's exactly what's been going on in the world right now with this woke agenda that is collapsing everywhere all over the world. Think, and it's so glorious to see how, you know, Disney is losing millions of dollars because nobody wants to see their fucking woke movies. Because the, the point of storytelling is it's, it's the most gentle and kind of medicine out there because it's uh, told from a third person. So you drop your um, boundaries and you just, you're just observing it from a third person. But when it stops being storytelling and it becomes like, I'm going to tell you what's right. What's right is the trannies are good and now you should cut your dick off, you know? I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, are you kidding me? That's what, three, four, five percent of the population? If so, why is it being told to the other 95% of the population that we don't give a fuck about that shit? I don't care about that. Oh, you should be calling them they and them. And, you know, non-binary human his. You know what that's called? That it's called manipulation of attention. That is called subversion. And when you understand that this is done by the book, all school, soon, soon sort of war, then you understand what's really going on because all of this stuff, this ain't right. And people know it. They're feeling it. I say, you know what? That, you know, latest um, Star Wars show, it felt really weird. It felt like, you know, like, fuck. There's, there's no story there. It's just like they're, they're telling me what's right. And you know what? Whenever you're telling somebody what's right, it's going to feel wrong. Because you have to find that for yourself through your own experience. And then you go like, well, I lived through that. Now I know what's right for me. This is what love is. This is the love of God. This is why we have free will. So all of that stuff is there on the about page. But let's dive into this um, city of superabundance that uh, uh, Richard Rudd, uh, his, his take on this, very interesting because I listened to the audio and um, he was saying, you know, like, I don't know if, if the, anything that I'm saying here makes sense. But ultimately, um, he's talking about that a superabundance, it's, it's, um, it's going to make you run. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sorry, not uh, superabundance, but this uh, 53rd jinky. I'm, I'm thinking he's talking about expansion, and I think that's very related with how it kind of triggers him to run. But I understand that that expansion. What is running, right? Running is feeling like this life force through you, and you see it on dogs. You see it on kids. You know, they're running all over the place. They're full of energy. Oh yeah! Oh, yay! Woo! Horses. Right? 
It's so beautiful. This is expansion. And now imagine that in your heart, the running of your love. Like imagine if your heart was a, a powerful stallion or a mare, right? A beautiful horse. How is that love going to be running with that power right through the fields, right? Alive. That is expansion. We went through all of that. But when we get to superabundance, we're always just dancing around the tree to take a piss on this thing. We are not aware of what the city is because there's got to be nobody there by the time the city happens. The personality is gone. Your uh, fulfillment is such that you don't even care about enlightenment. You are, you are in love. You are love. You have manifested the love within you. And now you are ex expressing full on from the fourth. And at that point, in order for, for you to get to the sixth seal, because that's where the, um, the gate to the seventh is, um, you need to be in pure expression of truth of the fifth seal, which is the expression of your love. You're, you, are, you are living truth. And at that point, you don't care about any of this stuff anymore. And then just like San Francis of Assisi, you know, suddenly you're looking at the stars and you're like, oh, my God, you get it. Boom. It's a gift. Is that kind of Da Vinci, uh, Da Vinci, I think it was Da Vinci. Um, God, I think it was Da Vinci. But maybe no, maybe it was uh, Michelangelo. No, it was Michelangelo that, uh, God, I, I, should, I should know this. <laughs> But anyway, the painting of God, right, reaching to man, and man is like just sitting down like, okay, maybe I'll touch your finger, right? That is the reaching of, um, and, and the dissolution, this is our next stage on evolution. This is what the cities are. So, um, according to Richard Rod, this is the end of evolution, which I totally and absolutely disagree with, because I believe that evolution has no end as we finish this womb of this multiverse, we're going to make another one. The moment you say evolution is over, uh, it's like saying the end, the entire of creation is over. So um, that's um, as looking at uh, just, you know, from a very limited perspective. But um, Eastern mystical traditions that say that the soul is born, dies, and then is reborn in another body over and over again. Through accumulation of um, the, the soul, of the experience of the soul, it attains transcendence of karma and becomes enlightened. At which point, uh, it doesn't need to take another incarnation, um, but returns to the a limitless, endless source, right? This is how I see evolution. This is not how... Uh, um, um, uh, Richard sees it, right? Because he's talking about here, these are the Buddha words in regards to um, reincarnation. This is what the Buddha said, according to the records that we have of what he said. As there is no self, there is no transmigration of a self, but there are deeds and the continued effect of deeds. There is rebirth of karma, there is reincarnation. This rebirth, this reincarnation, this reappearance of the confirmations, confirmations is continuous and depends on the law of cause and effect. Now, this is pretty solid 
but it all lays down in the definition of self here, right here. And this is what I see that Richard doesn't uh, fully understand what this means because he equates the self with the soul. And he has absolutely nothing to do with that. Where, in my opinion, and I guess maybe I'm wrong too, and I could accept that, um, what the Buddha is saying is that he is referring to the personality as the self. So where he says, as there is no, I'm going to change it now, as there is no personality, there is no transmigration of a personality. And what we've been talking about, the personality is the body-mind consciousness, the uh, construct that happens when we land in a body. It's the, you know, the program of the hardware. You know, it is not us which is the, the shard of God, the divine light attention in, through, and pass through this body, right? So as there is no personality, there is no transmigration of a personality, but there are deeds and the continued effect of deeds. So what's going to happen is we're going to have experiences, and these experiences are going to create and affect reality, Right, and that reality is going to have cause and effect. Right, there is rebirth of karma when he's talking about this. Like, whatever happens now, it's gonna have to continue that full cycle. You know, if we want to truly understand reality, nobody that truly loves has not hated already. Right, you have to go through the dark. In order to come out into the light, you start from the bottom. We're looking at the evolution of the Kundalini, what they call it, the tree of life. We got that first seal, grounding, second seal, understanding the loss and pain, third seal, understanding, um, you know, power over others and how to use and how to eat out of others. You're basically, you know, a cannibal or whatever, you know, you're, you're top of the chain. And then you evolve and you say, well, is there more than just taking? And then you become a giver. And the first thing that you give is love to yourself. You become that equation, this um, balance of male-female polarity, good and evil, if you want to call the shadow and the light. And now you have a nicely beautiful contrasted picture of reality that has that depth of shadow and that brightness of light that makes everything really, really rich. Now you're truly living and then you learn how to express that love through your truth. The energy goes up through your um, uh, throat chakra, what I forget what's it called now, the um, thyroid, right? And now you're projecting that that love. And what is love? Love is the choice, the conscious choice of your positioning of your attention. That is love when you're consciously positioning your attention. Not from a place of wanting and having because now you gain maturity, but from a place of giving. You're downloading the light of creation. The light of creation is landing on this reality. You become a, you become a, a, a sun, right? You're just shining light. And that light is your point of perspective, right? That is love. And then you go up, right? And now you're going to uh, eventually that's going to dissolve and you're just going to become all points of perspective, um, and that is the surrendering to God in this city. And so what is going to happen is that's happening through lifetimes, right? So as we go through lifetimes, what the soul is that he's not talking about here, the soul is a recorder of emotion. 
The soul is the soul is a recorder of experience, right? Whatever we have, and as an individual, short of the creation light of creation of God, has experienced or not experienced in this reality, we're going to go through life. And then we're going to either balance that equation or we're going to fail to balance that equation, which we're going to dissolve back when the body dies, go back to the source. And then we're going to continue back. We're not going to have the same personality, but we're going to we're going to be the same point of attention of the light of creation. That is what the soul is. And so here's where um, Richard Rudd is completely skipping that stuff because this is what he says. And this is from his interpretation of the Buddha's words, right? Because he's now, as you see it very clearly, this is he's just interpreting it. This isn't what the Buddha said, but he says from the Buddha's words, it's quite clear that he has been greatly misrepresented down the centuries. He states that there is no individual self, and here is where he totally fucks up the whole way. He is assuming. That the Buddha is, because it's an assumption, that there is no individual self. When what the Buddha is saying is that there is no personality. He calls it the self, but he's never talking about the individual here. This is a word that Richard Rudd put into the book, the individual. And he's totally missing that piece of the puzzle, which is incredibly important. If you do not have the individual, you're not going home. So you can, you know, you know, read and listen to all these fucking jinkies as much as you want. You're going to miss a piece of the puzzle. Then probably the most important piece of the puzzle. Without the individual, you're never going to get through whatever the fuck you're trying to get through your life right now. Because the way home is within. The way to the kingdom of the kingdom of heaven is within you. When you turn inward and you find that self unique point of perspective that because you choose to put your attention, because you have free will, you find God without the individual. You cannot find God. So this this whole like synergy and community bullshit, this is a trap. And so... um. So he's saying there's no individual self or soul to be reborn. All of this sentence here that Richard said, he pulled it out of his ass. Because that's not what the Buddha said. And he said, oh, it's a misunderstanding. No, this is his opinion. And this opinion is lacking in, in solidity everywhere. You know, he's just talking what the Buddha said. There's no self. And there's no transmigration of self. It's, in my opinion, it's really clear. He's saying there's no personality. He calls it self, right? There's no transmigration of self. He's not talking about the individual. He's not talking about soul. He doesn't even mention, I'm talking about the Buddha. The, men, the Buddha doesn't mention any of that stuff. And all of that stuff, Richard puts it here. And he says he states clearly, no, he doesn't. This is Robert, Richard's opinion. That there is no individual self or soul to be reborn. That is a misunderstanding of reality. But that what reincarnates is the karma of your actions. And um, then again, that's that's a point of perspective. You know, what reincarnates, you can see it. Through. Do you want to see it from the f- whole full perspective of the entire of the multiverse? Which is fractals of experience that have or have not been completed. 
But here's the beautiful part, and this is why this perspective of opinion makes absolutely no fucking sense. Because there's a lot of people going through the same shit, same fucking drama, over and over and over again. If you're saying that there's no individual and there's no soul, why in the fucking world would God need so many fucking people going through the same shit? Wouldn't that be just like, you know, if, if, if there's only the experience without the individual, the soul, wouldn't that be just one person necessary for God to get it? At that point, you get no. Because God wants to experience all possible angles from which that experience can be experienced. That's why there's 8 billion people in this planet and infinite on every single uh, inhabited planet in the entire galaxy, in the entire multiverse. This universe and all its possible combinations. <coughs> that is why. And that is why we come backwards. We have a track on the soul. The soul is recording the track of whatever the journey is, as an individual point of attention of God. We die, the body dies, we go, and we say, oh God, well, you know, and you have this light review. This stuff has been studied throughout, you know, millennia on these mystery schools. There's this, um, people know about this shit, you know, and so you got what's called your life review. You're going to look at, okay, well, maybe you did that right. And you did that, you know, you fucked up on that one. There's no judgment, by the way. It's just like, you know, an evaluation of uh, some sort of um, a, a, a project, you know, at the end of the project, you know, well, we could have done better on here. You did not get that one. So now we're making a plan and we're going to write another script. And we're going to, you know, get together with other points of attention. This does happen in the different uh, heavens, different planes before incarnation. It's magnificent and it's beautiful. If you eliminate all of that, then it means that after death, there is no meetings. There is no people. There's just the nebulous consciousness that he's keeping a big chunk of the pie. He's going from being here. To being fully fucking realized at the end of the void of the multiverse. And then we're like, let's say kumbaya, bye-bye, we're out of here. What happened to the entire picture? We die, we go to these heavens, we hang out with people and say, hey, you want to play the villain on the next one? Yeah, I'll do that, you know. But how about you play the villain on the next one after that one? Okay, and you're going to be an asshole. Yes, I love you. I love you too. That's why I'm going to play the asshole on that one. Right? You get down here and there you're dead. And he's a fucking drunkard. You know, and he's beating the shit out of you. You fucking hate the motherfucker. Right? And then throughout, you know, 75 years of that life, you go like, wow. You learn to forgive. Hence, realizing the nature of the fantasy, the video game, that it's all of this life. Understanding this reality. How epic is that? You go back, you die, you go back and you're just like, wow, dude, you were truly an asshole on that one. I know. Was I too much? Yeah, but it was great. And you know what? At the end of that one, I, I managed to forgive you. Wow, you're fucking awesome, bro. Now it's your turn. You're going to be the asshole on the next one so that I can get that full picture. You got it. So then you go on that other lifetime and you're going to be the asshole on that one. And who knows if that's going to work or not. You know, because we keep doing this thing lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. 
But there is that point of individual attention from here through the other planes of existence. Yes, at some point we're going to get all the way down, which all of these aspects of self that we are dissolve back into the one. Because we are the one. And then it's bye-bye. You know, we're out of this multiverse because we've lived it all. This is enlightenment, lived it all. Right now we can see all of the game from all points of perspective because we've lived all of it. How exciting is that? But you don't wanna you don't wanna just put on a movie and then see the first scene and then fast forward to the fucking end. You miss the entire journey. What is the purpose of life if you don't have the journey? The purpose and it's not just one life. We go through lifetime after lifetime. So that's very important here. We need to hammer on that shit all the way to the end of the, all the way. So um, these means, and these are the words of Richard. Again, I'm going to hammer on this shit. These means there is no such thing as individual karma. Again, he's mixing the big picture with the little picture. And both are important. He's looking at the entire of creation. There is no individual karma. There is no karma at all. How about that one? We're just playing a game here. There's never been karma. Why? Because there's no time. How are you going to have time? karma without time? Right? What happened in the beginning, it's already happening at the end. There's no place for karma. And yet, what there we have is that recording of that emotion of that experience through the soul lifetime after lifetime and we have unresolved business people call it karma or dharma when now you've reached to the other end and now you become a giver right now it's your time to be this you know bodhisattva or whatever you want to you know have that experience at that point right but there is there is because there's the individual point of perspective Right. So this is um, this is just Richard's opinion and he's skipping one piece of the puzzle here. So your actions go into the collective unconscious where they stir up mirror counterfeits. All of this stuff is just his opinion. He's not basing this on anything. Right. We could say yes, because here's the beauty of this. Because he has his point of attention from God, he can see this. And it is true from his perspective or whatever. Maybe he knows it. Maybe he's just pulling it out of his ass, you know, because the only thing we know is through experience. If we're philosophizing, that is not truth. Right. So I don't we don't know. It doesn't matter. But the one thing that we know is that everything exists simultaneously. So when you're looking for truth within philosophy, look at something that encompasses the entire, all of points of perspective simultaneously. And they're all truth. Look for the way that everything is truth simultaneously. So in this case, it is going through the collective of conscious. Otherwise, uh, Carl Jung wouldn't have figured that out, right? The collective unconscious, which is the fractal of the certain, you know, Consciousness evolution that keeps after the body dies, it stays here. So it's a cloud of consciousness and it is forming and reforming the future based on the actions of the individuals that are here while this is happening. We're talking about an 
gigantic mass of, of DNA, right, that is evolving, being affected by all these changes in the con at a con collective conscious level, if you want to call it collective conscious, I think collective consciousness is the wrong word, or collective unconscious, I think I would say just this is, this is, um, this is the, the consciousness itself. Because there's only consciousness, there's not the collective consciousness, right? Collective consciousness is when you're thinking, well, we're separated. No, we're not. But you can use it just as, as a way of differentiating so you don't get lost in the semantics of it. So your actions go into the collective unconscious where they stir up mirror counter effects. He's talking about cause and effect, right? All deeds of a selfish nature reinforce the collective shadow frequency and all deeds that bring about synthesis strengthen the collective higher frequencies. I would say it on different words, but this is absolutely the way it is, you know? Because we are, everything is intertwined, whatever you do, it is it's part of life, right? So that is why Tolkien would say, you know, the real thing that keeps evil at bay is, at bay is the little things, the little acts of kindness that the little people do in their little lives because it's affecting that morphogenetic field, right? And I totally agree with that, you know, and, and that is also the reason why we have a collective shadow shedding on everybody's face right now at a world government, political, corporational, you know, pharmaceutical, economic level, right? It's the consequence of our lack of, um, you know, examine, you know, the examined life, right? Or self-awareness. We are unconscious, just following the fucking, you know, crowd, and then you, you manifest this. So I totally agree with that. So this process of reincarnation is explored in the 24th City of Silence. We already went through all of that. The truth that comes through the 53rd City is that life consists of endless beginnings, but no endings. And I, I too agree with that. I don't even think that there's beginnings. I think there's just life going. You could say, yeah, beginnings, you know, because you, you're born. And then you appear to die, but you don't. So, yeah, I do agree with that. This is the true meaning of superabundance. And I love that. The abundance of beginnings, right? Endless beginnings for all eternity. I love that. I think that is beautiful. So, life goes on creating new forms whose actions determine the nature and destiny for of future forms. And that's exactly what, what is happening here. You know, as we went through the, you know, monkey and then the Cro-Magnon and the Neanderthal and then that evolved into the Homo sapiens. And now as we are moving beyond their thinking consciousness, intelligent, you know, in quotes of the thinking mind into the spiritual, you know, Homo Sanctus, right? It's becoming uh, capable of holding more consciousness. So we are evolving and it is manifesting at a biological level. There is, um, right, um, there is no continuity between the forms themselves other than genetic, than the genetic mechanism creating them. I disagree with that because the continuity is the same. You know, you cannot separate anything from anything at any level, right? You could, you could choose the point of attention and say, well, there's no continuity because I can't see it from here. But if you get behind the wall on the other side, you're going to see that the continuity is all over the place. So it's just from your point of perspective, there's no continuity. Move to the right or the left a little bit and you'll see the continuity. 
um, all over the place. So what continues and what is super abundant is consciousness itself as it endlessly penetrates the collective and writes the story of evolution. And that's absolutely right on, actually. That is absolutely right on. Um, <clears throat> consciousness itself, God, is endlessly... And I don't, I don't necessarily see penetrating, but I would see more from the within of everything expanding outwards. Because then again, he's looking at God from the outside, coming at you, penetrating you, this consciousness. It's not like that. In, in my perspective, God comes from the inside out. From the quantum field, from beyond the layers of invisible planes of existence, it comes from the void and then it expands to embrace all of creation. And, um, and this is the story of evolution, ultimately this constant movement and expansion of God. And so we're going to leave it up there uh, for today. And tomorrow we're going to continue with this second part of the jinky, um, the divine gift of superabundance, right? Which I love this beautiful, um, what he calls it, you know, endless beginnings with no endings. I think that is a fantastic definition for superabundance. And I totally feel it. And remember this city is the same as all cities they're all the same we're looking at god when we're truly looking at the city we're looking at god from 64 different words different points of perspective but they're all the same um but we're gonna continue with that tomorrow um on part two of this city podcast uh you can find uh, um on our main um web page um jorn.tv you can always find all of the podcasts there that's j-o-u-r-n.tv and um you can also find there the pioneers of the great awakening it's a link at the bottom that says uh, black menu that says pioneers these are guests that we've had and uh, they share with us the story of their growth through their darkness and into their what is it that they found in their journey that awakened within them and realized that they're givers. And now they're at the other side giving. And if we are all giving love, but every single entity is giving them with a unique frequency, unique point of perspective, unique choice of words, unique expression. And that will serve a specific angle, a specific tribe, a specific type of people that are vibrating at that frequency. And that is the beauty of life, right? And so uh, if you want to see these ones are also on video, not just audio. And you can see them there or you can find them on our Rumble channel. We have the links for all of our social media. We have a Truth Social account, a Twitter, and Telegram news, and Telegram chat. If you want to ch uh, join our chat, um, this is our, uh, we're, we're building, getting together. You have any questions about that stuff? All of that stuff you can find at the bottom right corner of TV. Click on the support button and you'll see all of our social media there. And also, if you want one-on-one -on -one help understanding and working with your jinkies, with your hologenetic profile, you can find all of that there. We have coaching uh, for that one-on-one. -on -one. And we also have uh, two very specific coaching programs, one 
to help people um, align every single aspect of their lives with their deepest spiritual purpose so that their lives comes from the center outwards like a sun instead of trying to micromanage all these different aspects and your family and your kids and your work and you're driving yourself crazy and pulling the head out of your ass. <laughs> and we have a very specific coaching program for that and one for people that are ready to get out, get through their dark night of the soul instead of staying there for 20 years. And in order for you to do that, you need to be ready to love. And what love is, is um, suddenly realize that you are loved. And so uh, you got to be ready for that. Otherwise, you know, nobody, anybody tells you anything is going to do anything. And there's a link there for all of that stuff. We're going to next on our next podcast episode, we are going to um, we're going to um, we're going to dive into the second part of the city of Jinky 53 Super Abundance. So stay tuned for that one pretty soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is Planet Homemaking Podcast. And I wish you a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Thank you very much. Bye bye.